but the crazy thing is, you know, the people are what sell the products. Ultimately, when I think of watches, I, I think the best stories are the ones where you connect the watches to people. And if you can get the people looking, uh, looking good and, and comfortable and, and being themselves, you know, an authentic image is a better one than anything else. An authentic capture of someone doing their thing in their own environment, happening to wear a great watch, you know, that sells watches for me. That's what fires me up. Welcome to another episode of Partners in Time. My name is Paul Ripke. I'm a photographer, podcaster, storyteller. I do a fashion label and mainly I'm a watch lover. And that's one of the reasons why I'm the special host of this podcast. Like Christoph Granger, the CEO of IWC, is going to talk to successful and inspiring personalities about their life and about their visions every week. I'm going to try to talk to the people behind the brand at IWC, at the watchmaking industry. I hope we're going to discover the secret behind IWC watches and the heritage behind the brand. Let's talk to an expert now. Let's dive deeper. My name is Paul Ripke. Welcome to another episode of Partners in Time. Hello, everybody, and nice to have you with us or with me today. I'm going to talk in today's session with a guy. I listened to another podcast, and they called him the most optimistic man in watches. And I found some pictures of him, and on Insta, it seems like it's true. He's always smiling. He has a great personality. His name is Justin Hast, and he's based in London. And uh, it's a no-name for watch lovers, I think, because he writes for a magazine and he has a lot of he has a blog where he writes about watches. And he's also the face of the how-to video series for IWC. So you probably have seen him. I have not talked to him. He has a lot of things in common with me, watches for sure, but also cameras, Leicas, and cycling. So I'm looking forward to, for that probably interesting conversation. I'm pretty sure it's going to be interesting. Welcome to Partners in Time with Justin Hast. Justin, what's up? Nice to meet you. Paul, an absolute pleasure, my boy. Really is. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I just uh, stalked you on Insta. You do very, very nice stuff. Um, and I did, like, IWC gave me a little bit of a briefing, I would say. They gave me three words about you. Watch photographer, writer, and digital marketing specialist. Is that what you put in if you check in in a hotel or what's your, <laughs> how do you describe what you do by yourself? Because I'm really struggling finding a word for what I do. So um, yeah, what would you call yourself? Do you know what, Paul? I think we both struggle with the same thing there because whenever yeah. I get asked if it's like, if I'm meeting like the parents of a new girlfriend or even going into a new country and they say, what do you do? It's actually really hard to explain. And I, I had an incident trying to get into Marrakesh a couple of months ago where I said I was a journalist and they didn't like it at all. Um, and they pulled me aside and did a full cavity inspection. Um, so I won't be saying journalists in the future. Um, but I, I actually don't know what the answer is. I think a little bit like, a little bit like you do. I, I, I see it very much like telling stories. Um, but, but also I, I do work in watches. You know, I think that's, that's important. However, I also don't think it's about watches specifically. It's more about people. So I sort of go round and round in this circle. Yeah, and it's weird, right? It's to like, I'm, I, I kind of started saying YouTuber because that's what people understand. And I don't mm -hmm. do any YouTube, you know, but it kind of becomes a word for storytelling and visual media or whatever. Like, I don't have a solution yet, but, but we should maybe at one day 
we should start a petition and then there is a new job out there and then maybe we can license it and yeah. then we can be the professors of that job and then uh, the future oh, oh god i'm getting carried away sorry so but at the end uh, influencer maybe i'm um, like influencer is, is we're not fashion influencer or you are i am not um but, no, but no, no. um at the end we influence people you influence people i, I would say but uh, help me out what like you do that Full time, right? That's yeah. your main job. So, yeah. how, how is the how was today? It's Thursday. It's in the afternoon. You're where exactly yeah, I'm, right now? I'm, I'm in London. I'm in Putney, Southwest yeah. London. Okay, very um, nice. How's the weather? Rainy? Oh, do you know what? We had the sound check earlier, and I told the team there. It's it's you know they said what what's it like over there? It's just grey, unfortunately. But but look, I, I I love it. It's got a great energy. I don't know if you've been to this part of London before, yes, but it's yeah, it's 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 young. It's energetic. It's on the rivers. So we have lots of sport going on. Lots of cycling. We're next to Richmond Park, so there's yeah, there's yeah. there's lots going on. Uh, but I I wonder actually if if we go back, I wonder if academic could be what I call myself because my academics were absolutely terrible at school. But maybe now we could sell ourselves as something else completely. Uh, if you're a YouTuber and you don't do YouTube, then maybe I'm a I'm a scholar, an academic. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, but no, but I, I think I think you know what was I trying to say? I, I think that's on my website and that's on social and stuff. But honestly, it's just. Uh, It's it's just a passion for um, meeting people. It's a passion for sharing stories um, and getting other people enthused about life. You know, I I think my interests are broader than just watches, of course. So you know, anytime there's an opportunity to get people inspired about something, that's that's really where I'm at. Okay, and how old are you? Jeez, I just had my birthday. I'm 32. 32. Okay, yeah. and how long are you doing this? Um, so I had a, I had a couple of proper jobs, um, after university, which meant okay. that I was actually employed by one person, one company. Um, except I realized quite quick that that wasn't really working. Um, for a number of different reasons, I just wasn't, I don't think I was well suited to be, uh, at a desk with, uh, with one business, you know, it just didn't feel quite right. So I, I, I've been doing what I do now for probably six, seven years, um, maybe even longer. It was a very much a side project. It was very much like a passion story. Um, and actually, weirdly enough, the IWC part of it is the, is, is the best bit because when the London boutique opened six, seven years ago, 2015, um, I literally just arrived there. Like, I think they thought I was coming by, you know, I, I think they thought I was sleeping rough outside and they thought I was just coming by for some, uh, some food and drink. Uh, but yeah. I just, they couldn't get rid of me. I was just hanging around like a bad smell, asking to take photos of watches and, and see if there was any way I could get hands on with these things. Um, and, um, many years later I've, I've just, um, never gone, I've never left. Yeah. That, same with me. That's how you end <laughs> up in formula one, by the way. But, um, so, but watches have always been something of interest for you, right? Mm. It's not like, You just started it. It's it's a passion, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I, I was thinking about it the other day. Actually, I, it probably goes back to being a kid. You know, on holiday when used to be in a market. I, I can remember being in Turkey with my family as a kid, and one of the first things I'd end up doing is going and buying like an Adidas or a, a fake Adidas or a fake Nike watch from a market, and just treasuring the watch for the rest of the holiday. And then on the last day, you jump in the pool and the thing breaks. Um, oh. You know, <laughs> you know that that was kind of the story of growing up. Um, Yeah. And then of course, for my birthday, uh, as there is always for a watch geek, is there's a story about one watch for my 21st, my, my, my father, you know, gave me this old Amiga constellation, a gold day date, which I had no idea what it was. And that sort of really got me fired up and I don't know what it was. It just, it took me, I didn't take it. 
Okay. And there's the Watch Annual is the name of the, is it a magazine or, or what would you call that? It's an, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a hardcover. It's kind of in between. It's like, a, it's okay. not a magazine, but it's, it's a, we call it a book, but uh, yeah, it's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> But but there is a printed version of it, right? Yeah, there's printed. Yeah, it's it's only printed actually. So we yeah, yeah it's um it's something we my friend and I James from Birch last year came up with, and we uh we just thought it'd be fun to try because we'd never seen anything well we'd, we'd never seen anything quite like it before, and we thought it'd be fun to bring a bunch of friends in and get some great photos of some cool watches and 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 use that as like a a bookmark for the year that people can look back on for many years to come for 2020, 2021, 2022, and see what the theme was out there in the community of watch collectors and lovers. Okay. And that is, you're now working on 2021 version of it. So it's coming out at the end of the year or it, so it is annual. It right? is. You yeah. 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 Every year we hope, we hope, but last year was very much a test and it yeah. was, yeah, it was, it was, it was positive. So we're, we're going to give it another go this year. No, I do like printed products a lot. I think it's, uh, in the world of Instagram, Instagram is important, and but it's going away very fast. Mm -hmm. And I myself, I like to look at photo books and to mm -hmm. do, and I did like 13 photo books or something. So I do believe there's other people out there who like a printed and who appreciate a printed product. And at the end, because your photography is super nice. I want to talk about that. I'm, I'm giving you props for your uh, photography. And <laughs> um, that's, that's 10 out of 10. Um, mm. It seems like you're a Leica guy as well, right? Because I shot Leica the last yeah. 15 years or something. Yeah. So you are very much into that as well, right? No, Paul, that's very kind, man. I've, I've also done a bit of stalking on you, and I have to say your stuff is absolutely phenomenal. Stuff I could only really aspire to. I think, I, 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 yeah, I mean, watches were the first medium. You know, they were the first thing that got me into picking up a camera in the first place, which was, it was actually a Fujifilm. The first camera I ever picked up was a Fujifilm. Okay. Um, but quickly realized that the... One of the big reasons I fell in love with watches is because of the design. And actually, when I started digging into photography a bit more, I realized there was only one camera company that really connected with the soul, which was Leica. Um, so yeah, shot, shot with a Q for, for many years. Um, and then actually recently moved to a, a, an SL with a, a 2490 mil uh, yeah. lens just to cover me in all environments. What makes a good watch picture? Because I'm I'm really not good in stills. So my pictures of watches are really, really bad. I got to admit that. <laughs> I did it in 2009 with, and that's been like the hardest time ever with Christian Knob. We talked about it on the podcast. There's an episode about it, but uh, we were on a boat and I had to do some, I would call it still lives of like watches laying on navigation desks and stuff like, and I struggled for real. Like I really had problems finding any because at the end and i'm the same like i've been in formula one for four years and i could never take a good picture of the car which is crazy right like so <laughs> so i'm i'm not i don't feel objects i think i have a problem understanding that so mm. how do i take a good watch picture like like because your pictures are really good what's uh Yeah. How, well, how do we approach that? Dude, I have to say, I I, I, no, 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 no. I remember that campaign and I, I know you did those shots on the boat. It was the Portuguese, right? It was the Portuguese collection. Yeah. And it was the guy holding up the, 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 the instrument to his eye, checking out Correct. in the distance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, that, those were some of the most seminal images. I'm not just saying it because you're here and you've paid me good money to say this, but um, <laughs> is, is that you know, yeah, <laughs> you've paid me Bitcoin to say this. Um, yeah. No, it's just those images were really important to me in my development and passion for, for watches. And I remember IWC even had a magazine called Watch 
which had those shots in, which I've still got on my yep. bookshelf behind me. Ooh. Because I'm the same as you. I love, I, 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 buy, I, I don't buy many things, but I love buying books and, and particularly photo books from architecture to, to, to design for furniture and, and all sorts of different things. But, but no, to answer your question about shooting watches, I think it's just about shooting uh, watches more often. You know, I think what, what makes a good shot? Just taking loads and loads of photos and, 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 and you loving it. I think I've got to a point where only just now, after many, many years of failing, where I feel like I'm looking at it and thinking, you know what, that feels good to me. I've always, I've always wanted to take a shot of a watch where it kind of felt like the person looking at the photo would see that on their side table at home or their table at their, their dining table at home and think, oh, that looks good. You know, that looks good from a distance or how you see the guy or the girl across the room at the bar uh, and you lock eyes with the watch and you're like, oh, that looks good. You know, that's the type of shot I want to take where they can feel like they're in that moment. Um, and what does that look like? Well, I just think it's got a bit of depth to it. You know, I like, I like yeah. things in the foreground. So you, you're climbing through the image to see the watch in the distance. That feels good to me. There and is a saying that there's like a saying in German saying, Vordergrund macht Bildgesund, which mm. is uh, foreground. It's a, a is, is there a saying in, in English language? I was always asking me that. Like, so if you put something in the foreground, like, out of focus you know it gives you perspective mm. is there some sort of rule with the stupid name play no probably not no right? not, not really i i, I just that's, I, that's yeah. the first joke in history <laughs> that germans are ahead of of british people right <laughs> <laughs> just just to point it out <laughs> dude i give you that one i have i hadn't heard of that and but i can see it totally i mean it's it's so important it's so important anything to give you some depth anything to give you know uh, Light is obviously important. I think reflections, like you had trouble with, with the, the cars, like the Formula One cars. Reflections yeah. are obviously a huge problem for, for cars and for watches. So how did you overcome that? How did you decide, did you ever get to a point where you're like, I need to be here shooting this car to make it look good? Me, no. I've, 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 I never took pictures of cars. Like I, I tried it a couple of times and they were really, really bad. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> I stick to the people. I was, my job was always the people, the drivers, the mechanics, the team, the, the CEOs, whatever. Like, um, I was not the car photographer. They, they actually had another guy who was the car <laughs> photographer who, who was not. And I was, that's probably, I'm um, one of the most proudest, uh, articles about me is like some motorsport Newsweek, whatever. Um, and the headline was meet the Mercedes photographer who can take pictures of cars. Um, that I kind of like that you know, <laughs> to be to be hired by a car brand, but I'm not. I really don't have a talent for that. Um, but that's because I yeah. yeah I care about people. Mm. I'm I'm yeah I I think I have a little talent of making people look good mm. or at least positive or sympathetic or whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm not the best if it if it's about things. Same with um, furniture or architecture or whatever. Like I'm really not good at that. Mm. But the crazy thing is, you know, the people are what sell the products. Ultimately, when I think of watches, I, I think the best stories are the ones where you connect the watches to people. And if you can get the people looking, uh, looking good and, and comfortable and, and being themselves, you know, an authentic image is a better one than anything else. An authentic capture of someone doing their thing in their own environment happening to wear a great watch. You know, that sells watches for me. That's what fires me up. Yeah, you got to ask IWC about this. But at the end, I mean, the the that's that's what we did with that stuff that that the film we did and everything. I do agree on that. Like, I do believe that that social media is for 
yeah, social for people. You mm. you got to connect with people, and and you want to be inspired by some path of way. So the only thing, um, yeah, I could provide with the film I did or or the stuff I do for them is me. That's mm. the only thing I can provide. You know, like I can't provide any insights into watchmaking, and because I don't have any, I don't know anything about watches in depth as Chris does or anybody else. So so why should I even try to play in that kind of sports? Um, and it works good so far, like on my side, but that's also social media. I'm just getting the positive feedback and, mm. and the negative, it, it gets like, nobody was hating on the IWC thing so far, <laughs> at least on my side. Um, but I, I do see the watch industry, like like probably a couple of people say like, why are we talking about this beardy guy in, in Newport <laughs> Beach? With, what the hell does has has to do with, and if he's going camping, why? <laughs> just, no, I want to see the big pilot, but, but no. I do believe it's, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, but you, you've got as much, this is the one thing I've got a problem with in the watch industry is that, you know, there's, there's, I think there's quite a lot of, um, there's quite a lot of ego at times for people who may have been around for a long time and, and, and people throw around their knowledge as if it's like a, a badge of honor. And of course it's a learning process, you know, that getting to understand watches at a deep level is a, is a beautiful art over years, but you've got as much uh, right to have a comment on what color big pilot you like versus me. I mean, we, there's no difference between the two of us. And, you know, I think that's wicked, and you know, yeah, I, I think it's 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 all positive, and and um, actually, uh, I think RWC are a step ahead of maybe some of the others in the industry in the sense that they focus on people. And I can always remember seeing some cool videos in the past they made where you've got like a, a super cool di dude um, making surfboards, wearing a big pilot, yeah. and talking about why I he love loves that. it, and that yeah. sells yeah. that sells me the dream. Totally. Me too. Like that's exactly what I made. And at the end, like if, if I am in the, I'm I'm running the IWC journal uh, account right now. And in the DMs, there were some old people who were not super happy with it. And honestly, if if they are not happy with it, it's good because change is good. You know, like mm. the news stories, younger people, guys like us, um, mm. and we're not attracted by seventy-year-old uh, IWC forum guys that talk the same thing about a reference number 170814 or whatever you know like mm. so i i i was attracted by that surfboard shaper and and i really like that as well and the selection of the people i mean billy monger mm. and stuff like that's mm. real cool stories that iwc selects and and mm. i'm i'm very much uh, uh, open for that and it's cool that they work with you as well because like you're also not a 52 year old uh, perfect like with a monocle talking no. about uh, forums and internet <laughs> troll whatever so so you do other stuff and you do work for a lot of other brands right like so so you do some fashion stuff as well right yeah man. well i i think you know firstly i i came to it all with no background at all in photography professionally or or even writing you know i got my english teacher when i sent him a few magazines where articles win and he was like crying with laughter he was like how's this guy been able to print any written word or anything because he could barely spell when i looked after him at school so you know honestly uh it's 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 been a fun fun journey um but i did start really um well i started writing actually for monochrome magazine which is out of okay. um, the netherlands really cool publication um digital publication and and then revolution magazine and Revolution, of course, is sistered with uh, the Rake magazine. So I got the opportunity to meet some real fashionistas in the office and some guys who got me inspired about cuts of suits and, and fabrics and okay. other, other things. So, you know, there was opportunities to cover some really cool stories there that weren't necessarily, you know, watch geek related. Um, 
and then of course with 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 um with watches you get to get involved in other things so i love golf i got to do been able to do some really cool golf projects and motorsport luckily watches have this ability to transcend lots of different genre and and industries um and so you get to dive into lots of different worlds and i mean yeah i can remember some of my favorite experiences being at like motor events with like bikers where we were yeah. interviewing bikers about the watches they were wore and and why and i just found that fascinating it's super nice i mean it's it's a dream job how it sounds like because <laughs> yeah. yeah no it I, is I, do, yeah. I, I, i don't feel like i've i mean i, I didn't go full time for a cup first couple of years on it yeah. but um you know iwc were you know the the first to give me the you know giving me the 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 confidence and space to be able to consider this as a full-time opportunity and you know predominantly i i do stuff with um iwc on a project basis when when the opportunity arises but i also do love um the opportunity to to cover things like um the concourse d'elegance for langa another richemont group brand or or even do some social imagery for vacheron so i typically like to 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 keep within the richemont group um and 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 at different sectors of the market because i think yeah. there's a bit for everybody there the watches are watches are a very broad church right so you know they can appeal to lots of different uh pockets and lots of different types of people so it's it's oh, it's really good fun it's really broad and i think it's a really interesting time to be in the industry as well as we see this sort of fragmentation going on in the media side of things where brands are becoming retailers and brands uh, sorry re media outlets are becoming um Uh, brands and, and and retailers, yeah, and brands are becoming uh, media outlets. So it's this really fascinating time of of change. Um, yeah, a lot. Yeah, I totally agree. Like the Mr. Porter, Porter thing is the same. Like it's, I was quite surprised. I saw that, and and you were involved in it, right? Yeah, the the recent launch was killer. Um, I yeah. mean, I, I I've been a fan of Mr. Porter for for many years. Um, being here in London, they've always had really strong visibility. I think it's it's London, New York that seem to. To really take off for them in the early years, um, it's crazy to think it's only been 10 years actually. But but no, this 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 chronograph that um, that they launched with IWC uh, was yeah massively successful and and a credit to to, to both um, both brands and the power of both brands and 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 also you know the the excitement people have to um, to wear watches now that maybe have that versatility to them. You know, I think we're yeah. seeing a lot of guys maybe getting a watch that they can wear in lots of different environments in a bronze case killer watch gets gets better with age gets better with age totally i, I love it i really really love it and I, i love the textile part of it especially i, I love the wristband to be honest and mm. that's that's one of the questions i wrote down actually before ahead of this because um iwc because like we now did this film with me and everything is, is sort of yeah we're gonna work on it we do some podcasting we do here and there But they gave me a little task. They said, like, yeah, you can change the wristband if you want. You can do a remix of the big pilot for yourself. Like, if you find a creative way of, of designing or using different material or extra material. And so far, I'm really not, <laughs> I didn't have a single idea about it. <laughs> and I was not inspired. Like, I've, I've, I kept looking at other wristbands and, and what other brands do and, and what's out there. But so far... My inspiration board for IWC, let's say Paul Ripke's wristband, Big Pilot Remix, um, is very empty. <laughs> There's nothing on there. Dude, I tell, you, I, tell you, I tell you what you need to do. I've got an idea yeah. for you. Help obviously, me, help me. No, because your, your colors, what I love is you've got these flamboyant colors, you know, these pinks yes. and these 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 vintage feel. You know, what, yeah. what do they call it? Di 
tie-dye? Tie-dye, tie-dye, yeah, there's yeah. some tie-dye and there's, uh, at the end it's turquoise, lilac and uh, very lemon haze, we call it. It's like a bright lemon. So, so, so you've got to, you've got to go down that avenue a little bit like, um, um, you know, so, so I think you should take the Mojave strap, the Mojave big party yes, that's just come out. I like so, that uh, a lot. And like yeah. sort of, because you've got the, the US vibes going on, you're in California, the sandy feel. And then you need yeah. to add those bright colors to it, I think, to have some fun with it. Because the strap is where you got to have fun with it. Um, yeah, b- bring it to life a little bit. with Because we don't see many straps out there that have, um, you know, multicolored to them, I think. That would be really fun. I mean, I, I-, I get a lot of joy in socks. One of my passions is, is yeah. color- colored socks. And I think yeah. if you were to have a little bit of fun with that strap, bringing those colors to life, your own DNA, your colors, that would be killer. Help me, like I have probably the most stupid question. Is the width of this, like how wide the strap is, is that different between 40, 46, 43, 41? Like, is that the same size? Yeah. No they, no, they do. They do change. So depending on the lug width, which is dictated by the case size, that will okay. impact on the, on, the, on the strap that you go for. Um, so, but you wear a big pilot most of the time. So, of course, that new... Um, strap that mojave strap that that yeah. light colored sound one that That's would 43 fit. right no this one's 46 actually so this oh, would still fit okay. you this would still fit you okay so you could use that strap and then i say just have a bit of fun with some uh some paints on there and bring it to life a little bit that would be okay. uh, <laughs> that would be that would be my pick um, my, my problem is normally when i design in in like i'm not really a designer but the way i do clothing is i buy i buy a couple of samples i go to markets i, I buy stuff mm-hmm. and then yeah i copy or remix it sort of you know so i'm having a little trouble buying 15 <laughs> 20k watches for sampling <laughs> i think i think there is a big market for straps you know i think the pre the the, the sort of aftermarket for for straps guys who make just straps for different brands that's kind of exploded in the last few years um, and like this year, we've seen this huge trend for green dial watches. A couple of years ago, there was this huge trend for green strap watches. And, and, and there was, there was aftermarket prices for these green rubber straps from different brands kind of going nuts online where they were paying crazy money for these, uh, aftermarket straps. So no, it's a, it's a big, it's a big market, but I wouldn't buy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if you went on Alibaba, you'd be able to find some a bunch of test uh, fabric straps to do some painting on. <laughs> that's that's one rule. I'm not I'm not producing in China to be honest. Like that's something because I can't control quality. So yeah, I'm yeah. either doing US or Europe. So Alibaba is out for me, unfortunately. But I'm I'm gonna find something in Turkey maybe. Yeah, because I do believe. Yeah, I, I think it's important. And I had a call. Uh, like I had a long talk about sustainability and stuff. And and one of the takeaways was where you produce stuff is uh, really determinates like like where it is so so that was super interesting how IWC thinks also where they produce stuff right mm. so um well that was, yeah. i mean the straps yeah i, I definitely wouldn't um not only the uh, the quality issues from from that particular uh, market yes. but also the uh, <laughs> the ethical issues of course are very prominent yeah. right now so no i i would i'd stick with you know good local quality if possible but but um you know, it's become a big thing and as it should do, you know, we're all conscious of, of our impact. And I, 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 it's great to see IWC talking about their straps in a uh, manner, which gives people visibility on their impact. And, you know, the watch itself is inherently such a sustainable thing that it feels wrong that the peripheral, the strap, the case, the box, the, sorry, the box, the papers, all of those other bits and pieces 
uh, aren't necessarily sustainable. So it's good that we're moving towards, you know, more, more conversation around that because that's very, very important, I think. Okay, can you, so I have a straight up question. Um, can you be my strap uh, counsel? Yeah. Is that, <laughs> can, can you help me out doing that? Can I send you over or whatever? Like, can we maybe create that together? That, that would be, oh, I need man. help. Oh yeah, that would be great. I would love that. A, a, a joint, a three-way joint between, between you, yeah. you, you, IWC and I would be, uh, would be killer. I'd love that. I'd love that. Okay. I'd hold you to because, it. Because you are a style counsel at Mr. Potter, right? But just wait, Paul, that does not mean that I've got any taste. That doesn't mean I've okay. got any taste. So don't, don't come looking at me for any, any style tips. Come on. But, but what do you do? What, like, what's that? What, what, what is a Mr. Porter style counsel? Like, mm. I, I'm, I want to know that. Well, I, I did, when the news came through, it was a complete surprise a couple of months ago, maybe. Um, just got this email and it just said, congratulations, uh, we've invited you to the council if you'd like to take part. Um, and I instantly thought back to this moment when I was at university. And I've shared this with Chris before, actually. We, we talked about it briefly, but I didn't get any awards growing up at school for academics. Sport was different. I got a few awards for sport, but never for academics. And in this instance at university, the only award that I ever got was the worst dressed in my college, in my halls of residence. <laughs> There was 400 of us, maybe 450 of us in our halls. And I got this. In fact, they built it up and they said, you know, this was the big award at the end of the year. They said, we've never given this award before, but we've created it this year for one man And one man only. And Justin, well done. We've seen the look that you've been rocking for the last year at breakfast every morning at 6 a.m. And it was a Tom Brady American football top. It was some Hawaiian billabong shorts, which would have been amazing down in Manhattan Beach or somewhere near you. Yeah, um, yeah. With orange with flowers on. And then some Moroccan slippers, these market slippers that I got, which were slip on. But unfortunately, they hadn't been looked after very well. So they were a little bit rough around the edges, but that was my look for the mornings. And they always thought it was just horrendous. So they gave me the worst dress um, award, which I've still got up on the wall, which I'm really proud of. Um, but, you know, honestly, Paul, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to, to the award from a supporter. I mean, I, I've always, you know, when it, <laughs> when it comes to clothing, I've always appreciated the every man, the guy in the street or the woman in the street who has that confidence to rock whatever they want to rock. You know, same with watches. If you see someone that's just bossing it in their own way, that gets me going and that gets me fired up. Um, as far as my own look, I've always felt like I'm, I'm sort of relaxed, uh, classic slash um, sort of surf vibes. Because I like a Converse okay. shoe. I've always gone for a Converse shoe. I like stance socks, which you can surf in, or surfing, uh, skateboarding, surfing vibes. Um, and I've always liked a Chino. Um, a chino, so quite a sort of proper pair of trousers. And then I've always loved an overshirt, like a, a, a work a jacket, like a work sh shirt. Um, have you come across Drake's on Savile Row here in London? They're my, my sort of favorite go-to menswear store for, 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 for workwear. But that's kind of yeah. my uniform. I, I get off on this idea of the uniform, you know, like Steve Jobs and, and others had their uniform. That's kind of my uniform. So I, I'm not too formal. But I, I feel like it can transfer us across any environment that I seem to find myself in. And is it, but you're still rocking that outfit for breakfast, right? The other one. <laughs> <laughs> the Tom Brady. The Tom Brady shirt. Yeah, the Patriots Tom Brady. So this tells you how long ago it was. Um, <laughs> you know what? I wish I, I, wish I, I could say I was, but unfortunately, I think I had to sell that one. I think I was told to eBay those off. So those are gone, unfortunately. Oh. A real shame. Who told you that? I think it was it was a girlfriend's mother-in-law at the time. She said, yeah. "Look, this is." She pulled me aside once and said, "Look, this this at dinner, 
this is not going to work for my daughter. I'm afraid yeah, we're going to yeah. have to, we're going to have to do something here. So she got made me sell it on eBay, which I still resent her for to this day. And we broke up many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look at you now, you're at Mr. Porter's <laughs> style council. You should, you should go back there and said like, here, that's, you should throw the award into her face on the door and just go back. Uh, I'll post it through the envelope, env uh, the, the letterbox and leave. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's, what it, it is. It, in all seriousness, Paul, it's, it's, it's a real honor. I mean, looking at the guys in that list, I can't help but feel like an imposter. I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's an amazing group of guys. And, you know, I think if we, if we, if we're able to get together on a great platform like Mr. Porter and be part of helping guys build their confidence and, 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 you know, tell stories about great adventures and overcoming failures. I mean, that's, that's what I'm excited about. So, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I have two more questions. The, the big pilot, I'm, I'm wearing it. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing it. Uh, I was surfing last week and I did wear it while surfing. That worked sort of out. Like um, um, it's, uh, I think the strap I need to change. Um, I do wear it while cycling. You're a cyclist too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I'm having trouble wearing it while golfing. Mm. That's the only um, <laughs> sport where I'm struggling. How, what do I do? What's, what's like, what do you do? You do all three sports as well, right? Yeah. Well, Paul, I have to say cycling is something I love, but I'm yeah. not a great cyclist because I'm not the, I'm not a mountain goat. That's for sure. I've just weighed in this morning at hundred kgs. So I'm, I'm not a mountain goat, uh, maybe more of a sprinter, but I, I, I do love just being outside in any environment, whether it's surfing, uh, training outside, um, golf. So the answer to the question for golf is you really shouldn't wear a mechanical watch playing golf if possible, yeah. because the impact that you cause on the movement is you know, uh, maybe the shock absorber, maybe the new big pilot shock absorber would be better suited for golf. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, um, you know, look, the, the, the golf watch is probably one for, you know, I find a lot of joy in having the little pouch that you see the pros put their watch in before they tee off, putting it in your bag. And then when you finish, okay. you put it, put it back on your wrist and then you're good for, for the bar and for the party afterwards, once you've won and the guys are buying you uh, dinner. Um, that's, that's my advice for golf. So I, I don't tend to wear it, but cycling for sure. Um, I mean, I yeah. did speak to Patrick Seabass the other day and he, he was talking about wearing a big pilot cycling. And I just think these things are made to be worn and I, I want people to wear watches wherever they can. But I just think golf is one of those places where it's a little bit more difficult to get it across the line. Totally agree. So, so I'm, and I'm the same in cycling. We should go cycling. And my, my motto is look pro, go slow. So mm -hmm, I'm, mm -hmm. I have very great equipment. Um, <laughs> Saving every single inch and ounce of, of weight, um, not only uh, like on the bike. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. paying a lot of money for like carb and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, it would be way easier to just lose 20 kilos, which is <laughs> pretty much what I'm too too big or too heavy. Um, but hey, um, so, so I'm really enjoying it, but I'm going slow. What do you ride? But what's your bike? What's your setup? Um, I have a Focus bike. Like I did ah. start with Canyon, which mm -hmm. I like a lot. Like I like the approach of, of Canyon. and But now I'm riding a Focus bike because we do a collab. We have like a Paris X Focus bike. I have a, I, my, I think my best moment in my life was so i'm i'm doing tires with schwalbe that's like a tire producer and we do a signature tire in the colors you were talking about mm -hmm. of paris you know so um so we we work with them and then it was uh, we we now do the second year together and the ceo was like yeah we like that and it's interesting i just want to let you know like it's it's uh, you're the first athlete um 
that we do work another year and, and I said like athlete did it is did you just call me athlete can I call myself an athlete is this really because that's kind of the the yeah the they, they want to put me into like some sort of system and in their system I'm an athlete so I'm 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 a sponsored athlete active yes. cyclist uh, which doesn't go further than 15 miles an hour is, ever is that, is, is that your LinkedIn is that your LinkedIn title yeah. currently oh yeah I'm not on LinkedIn, actually. Should I go on LinkedIn? Are you on LinkedIn? Is that something Oof. that's probably important in, in business? Uh, things, I, haven't, right? I haven't checked in for many years, but I think you should I think you should have that as your title. That's your current role and only role as athlete. <laughs> just athlete. athlete. No need for any description anymore. Just athlete. <laughs> it is totally, yeah. I do but, agree. But it's, it's, it's funny you should say that because I do love... Um, I actually love CrossFit and I know there is some, some, some cultural, that, yeah. some cultural significance people have to that. I appreciate it. But one of the funny things is you always get a CrossFit, you get a shirt saying athlete, whether you're weighing 26 stone or, 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 or in the best condition of your life. So it is yeah. funny how, you know, athlete is thrown around uh, all over the place. And uh, I do love that. It's like the finisher shirt. It's like everyone who finishes get a shirt. Great. What, <laughs> what watch do you wear during workouts? Like if you do CrossFit? Oh, um, Honestly, Paul, I'm actually so focused on just not dying that I, I don't even have a watch on the wrist. Um, and, and anyone who trains with me will tell you my mental arithmetic is very poor. So my rep counting is very poor. And also the timing is very poor. Uh, knowing how far through we are or how long we've got left is not good. So I, I, don't, I don't even wear one. You know, I, love, I actually love the clock that we have, this big rogue clock up on the wall that counts you down and you can look up and see it. But yeah. I never, yeah, I... It's, it's funny, isn't it? You know, in life, we have that instantaneous response where we check our wrists to see the time. I think when you're training, you've just got this instantaneous, like, hope in the heart. Has this bloody clock come down in time? If I look up on the wall, please tell me that we're coming to the end of this. And that's all I keep thinking uh, when I'm training. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's not a love relationship with the time in no, that kind of specific no, moment, right? No, but it's funny. Afterwards, it is. You know, afterwards, it is. You it's, it's, yeah, it's a great time in the day. I love, I love it. It's like a ritual every morning. Yeah. So, uh, but the watch goes that's on good. as soon as I come home. That's for sure. That's good. That's good. So the world is opening up right now. Mm. Um, you probably seem like a guy that likes to travel, right? Mm. Where are you going first? Oof. So there's a couple of places that I love. Um, my best buddy lives in New York okay. and, I, and I miss the man a lot. And, uh, and, and, and it's not quite the same talking on Zoom. So I'm really looking yeah. forward to getting out to New York and he's in Brooklyn out there and he's running a cool business himself. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting out to New York. Um, although I don't miss the, uh, the, the city sort of fumes and smells and stuff, but we'll be, uh, we'll be outside of the city. So New York. Um, and then of course I do, uh, I work with an, a crazy cool auction house called Brun Rasmussen in, in Denmark. Okay. Uh, and I, and I go out there and, and see them every month. So I'm really excited about getting out to Copenhagen. I love the the way of life out there, the people, the most beautiful people on earth in Copenhagen. Um, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, beautiful chairs. I've fallen in love with uh, Danish design over the years. Um, the so, chairs, yeah, the <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I've got I've got posters up on my wall of chairs. I know that that's strange. Like guys come in and they're like, "Dude, where's where's the Pamela Anderson posters?" But there's no Pamela Anderson posters. Just Nope. Danish design, Hans Wagner chairs on the wall. Uh, so uh, we all get older, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Denmark is really close to my my heart. So so Copenhagen, and then I do love um I love Marrakesh as well. I travel a lot to Marrakesh and, and okay. stay in the same place all the time. Where are you Be staying? Beautiful little hotel, Darislan. 
uh, maybe 10, 15 rooms. It's like an oasis. You walk in, it's like you're transported to a whole other world. So those are and probably is it downtown or, or outside? It, it's outside of the, uh, okay. outside of the, 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 the wall of the old town. Um, yeah. it's just in the, it's near Mac McDonald's in Galiz, if anyone's ever been. It's in it's near Galiz, which is the sort of French uh, quarter. So, okay. yeah, man, really excited. Wh- wh- where's your first trip booked? Have you got anything booked? Um, I, I've just been to Hawaii last uh, week because mm-hmm. we can travel inside the U.S. So, but I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm. That's why I'm asking. Like I'm open <laughs> for that. And in, that inspiration wall is also very blank. But I do want to. Like I realized going to Hawaii, how much. I miss traveling, how much I miss new people and new places, seeing new stuff. And I went alone, um, which is, I have a family, I have a wife, three kids, but I kept doing that. Like every month I go a couple of days alone somewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, before I went to cities, I I visited countries. I I very much like my best friend, he's a rapper and and we did together. we, We pretty much lived 15 years just chasing country points like if you if you stay in one country overnight Mm -hmm. then you get the country point for that like not on the airport you need to really visit that country so Mm. and we try to never repeat ourselves and go to places where we've always already been we wanted to go to new places so um we did that very very much and i kind of stopped it the last five six seven years because we moved to the u.s um you're living all of a sudden at a nice place. You know, before I was living in Germany and uh, I had an, uh, yeah, a little push to leave that country sometimes for a couple of days. <laughs> now it's like, oh, I live in paradise. It's super nice where I live and I'm really happy here. So I'm, I'm not, yeah, there's no big urge to, to leave. But um, still, oh. um, yeah, I've, I've, I've put myself, so I have 92 countries mm-hmm. and I want to do 100. I want to get to 100 this year. So, mm. and that's, but it's not easy. Like it's it's not. I gotta like it's Belize, for example. <laughs> like mm. I I gotta. There's not a lot left now because like the the big ones are already <laughs> Panama and whatever and Costa Rica and everything. So um yeah, and Africa is is I really like Central Africa, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure when it's safe to go there. But that's probably what changed me most uh, traveling to Uganda or. Mm. Um, yeah like like central africa is insane and i really like the people there and it's it's truly 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 inspiring going mm-hmm. there i i think personally but Dude, I, yeah. I have to say that is a that's an incredible um incredible approach and yeah i i would love to pick up on that i i don't know how you've managed to sell it to your wife and, and children that that's uh that's the deal but but that's a, an amazing thing to do um and, and actually yeah, it's I'm, quite easy like she's it, saying yes to that she's like saying she's, yes yeah She's, she's preferring three weeks of a balanced Paul to four weeks of an unbalanced Paul, you know? Wow. So, good man. Yeah. Well, that, and I totally agree with you with Africa because actually I, I was born in South Africa and I came over here to the UK okay. with, with my folks and there's something just very, very special in, in, in the air in Africa, whether it's the, the early mornings, the sounds, the people, yeah. the, the humility. No, it's, it's, yeah, I've not done much. Where are you born Africa. in South Africa? I was born in Durban. Durban. Oh, Durban, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. That's uh, Garden Road, end of Garden Road, right? Yeah. I, I used to go back a lot to see family, but um, in the last few years I haven't, um, but it's a very, very special place. And I, I, I too would love to do more of more of Africa because I haven't haven't done that yet. But um, it's been whoever worked for me because I ran a photo studio mm-hmm. and before the the application talks, 
I asked them what's the what's the capital of South Africa. That was my question to enter the application talks. You know, so I bet yeah. I bet that stumbled a few people. Yes, it did. And <laughs> same with Brazil, by the way, and same with Australia. So yeah. it's like uh, once you figured it out, like uh, it's it's different. But yeah, so yeah, I want to go back. Like I've I've spent some very very nice time in in Johannesburg, Joburg. I really like it, but in Camps Bay and stuff, it's it's amazing. Have, have South you, Africa is a na nice country. Have you been to Japan? Yes, I would love to Tons do Japan. I'd love to do Japan. Yeah. Never been. That's big up Osaka. on the list. Yeah. Osaka is the place you need to go to. I was like, uh, Tokyo is, I personally think Tokyo is too big and I've, it's super hard to understand. And if you if you don't have local friends, which in my case, I don't um, in Tokyo, um, it's just overwhelming, I think personally. Mm -hmm. But Osaka was totally opposite and a new city. Um, I was not aware of that. Like a friend of mine played soccer there and Kobe uh, very, very close to it. And so we stayed in Osaka and we went a couple of, it's an insanely impressive city. I was blown away by architecture and stuff in Osaka. Like I did not know this existed. That's if you're in Japan, go to Osaka. It's really, really, really nice. Okay. I'm making, totally. I'm making a note as you speak. <laughs> totally <laughs> totally we could go on and on but we're at the end of this already no. because uh yeah we no. are we we recorded already 43 minutes so i'm i'm up for my um but i have last questions so i always write down last questions and mm -hmm. it's kind of repetitive for everyone but with you i want to know all three questions because <clears throat> i'm interested in all answers i can decide which one so first one what was your first watch the one your father gave you was that your first watch or What was your first watch that you personally owned? Yeah. So, so, so the, the first watch was um, the Omega Constellation, um, 1968. Um, and that was a gift and that's, that's with me now and will be with me forever. Um, the first, Who gifted that? That was from my dad, actually. Okay. Yeah. He, he actually yeah. knew nothing about it. He, he, he knew his father wore it, but I, didn't ever, I never got the opportunity to meet any of my grandparents on any, either side. So this was okay. my only memory of, of, of my grandfather in South Africa who wore this. Um, but then the first watch uh, that I ever bought myself actually was an IWC uh, Aquatimer. It was, a, it was a white dial okay. Aquatimer. And, and I, I just, I, I begged, borrowed and stole every, stole every penny I could. Um, even, 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 yeah, I did, did some bad things for that watch. Um, and okay. I remember, and I remember getting it and just falling in love with it. And I was just so proud of it. Um, I wore it for many years um, and then, yeah, traded it for another IWC. So I had some good years out of it. That's great. That's great. And regarding time, what mm -hmm. would you have more time? Would you like to have more time in your life right now? Like what's something that you're not doing because you don't have enough time? What would you like to do more? You personally, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's actually not because... Um, of the lack of time, I don't think, but it's the constriction as we've talked about the travel. I I've really fallen in love with film photography and okay. whenever I go away, the one thing I promised myself a few years ago was a few of my friends were printing uh, their film shots. And every time I went away, I, I promised myself I'd print one image from the trip that encapsulized the trip. And I absolutely loved it. Even the process of taking the film to, to, to um, mm -hmm. the, the, the guys in London here to get processed. Yeah. And so I think it's, It's that, it's that thing. And it's, this is not watch related. This is like the last shot I got was actually in Lugano in Switzerland of the hotel and, and the lake. 
And it's just, every time I look at it, it just makes me want to travel and take more film photos. So that is the one thing I'd like to be doing more of, but I'd really love to get a new Leica film camera. So if anyone has any recommendations on a great Leica film camera that's easy to use, that would be really cool. Leica R4 is the one. It's cheap also. Like I'm, I'm shooting on it. It's a film camera. It's, there's tons of it because it's one of the most used cameras. There's cheap lenses for it. Buy one lens, one camera, and Leica R4 is, is perfect. Boom, Paul. Thank you, Paul. That's yeah. it. That's it. And, <laughs> and it's affordable. It's not crazy, crazy expensive. That's one of the things, too. Because like M, you can spend 15 Dude, grand man. on yeah. a film camera. But you also, that, you, yeah. you want to take it out and smash it about when you travel, so you don't want to care right. too much. So thank you. That's Boom. I'm having that. I'm buying that later. <laughs> yeah. And then last question. If you could have stopped time once in your life, mm. like what moment would that have been? Like if you could have said, okay, stop it here. Sort of what's been the best moment of mm. your life so far? What's been the, the <laughs> highlight? I know Mr. Porter style council, but besides that, no, something no, no, else. No, 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 no. As we talked about uh, already, you know, it's, it's all about people. It's all about people. And, and, and they're, they are the reason that, that I get so excited about life is the people around me. And I can't help but think about a moment that happened many years ago now when my buddy who was the guy who's in New York, he's, he was in San Francisco, um, he was in California, he went to UCLA and he called me and another buddy here in London and said, look guys, spring break, you've got to come out. It's going to be wild. We're going on a cruise. There's going to be thousands of other kids from the uni universities out here. You've got to come. And so we, 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 we put all of our cash together and we got two flights out to go and visit him out there. And there was one particular moment where, you know, you, you know, those vivid memories where the smell even is with you and, and, and the yeah. warmth of the car. We were down, we were driving in this rental car down the PCH from Malibu down to, to LA or wherever. And I just yeah. couldn't believe how close the water came to the, to the motorway. And we yeah. had fun. Um, we are young. That song had just like blown up <laughs> <laughs> and we had that song on full volume and we were yeah. just giving it some like full on giving it some out the car windows down. Couldn't hear anything. Just finished school, finished university, had the craziest week ever and just really appreciating being alive. That's it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, We need to stop talking. I'm gonna go in the car and try to recreate that moment because, like, I could feel it. You talking about it, I could literally feel it. So, thank you very much for that. We need to stop now, and I'm gonna try to ride down PCH to Malibu and uh, play that song and repeat. I'm gonna send you a video in a second. Oh, please, um, boy, please, because please. that sounds like a perfect moment to stop time. It's uh, you're totally right. Thank you very much. It's been super interesting. It's been way too fast. Like I've, I could have talked five more hours with you. Um, it's, it's super interesting what you do and let's stay in contact. And I'm, I'm being honest, please help me out with that strap thing because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm hitting problems like, and I need your help. If we don't do the strap, in fact, don't, don't contact me again until we have the agreement ready to sign for the joint strap venture. That's the yes. next step. That's our next step. Yeah. I'm, I'm making, uh, I'm having my lawyer prepare the paperwork. My lawyer is me, actually. <laughs> I'm sending out a WhatsApp voice message to you right now. Good. Okay. No, Thank you so no, let's much. Let's do that. Paul. Yeah. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. And have a great evening. You too, boy. Bye-bye. Bye. My dear listeners, thanks for your time. If you can't wait for the next episode, or maybe you want to know more about IWC, the unique watches or the heritage of the brand, please check out the website of IWC or find IWC on social 
Their handle is IWC Watches. Other than that, I'd love you to have you guys back for the next episode. If you don't want to miss it, subscribe to this podcast. Then you're never going to miss out on any upcoming episodes. See you later. My name is Paul Ripke. Thanks for your time.